Ladies and gentlemen, our worst fear has come true. This news has rocked Paper Tuesday's Inc. We have received some terrible information last night at around 7.45pm. Shane, yes. uh, we're still trying to process it. Uh, you may have heard last week on the podcast we talked about a particular reason why we can't have in-person guests on this show. Um, the reason for that, we explained, was due to Michael's health circumstances. Yes. And unfortunately, Michael has contracted the disease. We wish him the best of luck with his illness. We are accepting family flowers only and uh, condolences to Ashling, his widow. She will have to build Clunagar herself. Uh, God only knows what she will do with it. Perhaps she will become a madame <laughs> of Kiora Farm Road. Yes. Yeah, Michael, I thought all this carry on was over, but obviously Michael found a way to bring it back. Michael has brought COVID back into Ireland. Yeah, from his recent trip to Wuhan. Yeah, Michael went to Wuhan looking for materials. Yeah. <laughs> looking for doors. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wuhan, uh, interior doors. So we wish Michael the best of luck and sure luck, whatever happens, happens. If he comes back, he comes back. If not, we might offer James a contract. Yeah, might bring James back. We'll put... Uh, let the public vote. Yeah, we were trying to get some rock stars on the show that was going to happen today, but Michael was so selfish and got COVID for himself. So we can't do that. We hopefully will have uh, the Kings of Leon on the podcast next week. And going forward from there, we hope we will look after ourselves when we go out in public and not be licking surfaces that are known to have been touched by someone with COVID. Yes, he was probably at that salad bar in Pets there, licking the, licking the glass there. He was, he was at the salad bar. He got couldn't wait for a salad. They had the couscous and COVID. That's what Michael ordered from Pets salad bar. New meal deal. New meal deal. I believe uh, he took a go on Damien's motorbike and may have touched the handles. And Damien had COVID at the time because he believed Michael was in cohorts with Louis Cullen. Yes, this bingo fiasco is nowhere near over. This has gone nuclear, yes. this bingo fiasco. There is guerrilla warfare going on. Um, it's more news as it comes. More news as it comes in. I just noticed me and Shane are wearing matching t-shirts. Yeah, matching clothes. Yeah, I noticed that when we, <clears throat> when you came in there. So like, and I was only thinking about like the whole idea behind these these obviously beautiful body roll training tops uh, sponsored uh, by Brooks. Brooks's supermarket there. Um, so like, yeah, I remember when these were being ordered. It was the idea behind it was the no need for bibs and we'd just we'd decide we'd decide on two teams before going to train and, and one team would be the green team one team would be the black team and that was the idea behind really? it. Really? Yes. Mm. And we have never fucking done. Yeah. Well, I have no one's been informed of it. Yeah. So, so that's why. Yeah. And I think it was told last year when we were all ordering it's like yeah. everyone gets the two jerseys and before training like the if we're going to play a match they pick a team two teams and if you were. You'll be told which jerseys to wear, so to eliminate the need for bibs. But should ain't COVID went, so yeah. we can fucking all wear sweaty, smelly bibs that are never washed. Yeah. Yes. Forever and ever, amen. <laughs> uh, Bojo is out. But, yeah, he's out. But a lot of online is saying he's not really out. He's only he's only resigned as the leader of uh, the party. He's not resigned. He's never said he was resigning as prime minister. So there's conspiracy theories behind this that he's only um, waiting for time. He thinks this is all... Uh, 
a big kerfuffle and that he's somehow going to save the world and Bojo is going to stay. So this is like QAnon, kind of English QAnon. Yeah, it's like those, you know, those really right-wing fucking news stations they have now, like, they're kind of taking, taking a leaf out of Americans' book that, like, oh, we can, we have free speech now and these fucking gobshites on the right-wing are, like, all this media shite now, so. Do we have, I don't know if we have free speech in Ireland. I don't know about free speech, but we have fucking right wing anyway. Do we? Yeah. Do you ever see that gripped media? No. Oh, they're fucking... Gripped? They're gripped. Irish, They're Irish, they? yeah. And, like, they present themselves as real news and all, but they're really, like, pushing the fucking boundaries of real news and fake news. Like, I remember, like, all, all the people from, uh, from those special sections of Irish society that probably didn't do a leave insert are sharing on Facebook. If you look, I don't sure if it's, I'm pretty sure they're still around. Gripped, I, yeah. Yeah. New NGO stakes to claim a Ukrainian aid. Just another predictable self-replication of the vast NGO spider's web that embraces anything that moves in this country. Jesus Christ, imagine reading this stuff. Yeah. Tensions in Kinnegad as 150 asylum seekers arrive unannounced. Senator claims she is the target of an ongoing hate campaign. MEP slams insane new EU policy trying to tax people out of poverty. God, it just so happened. Yeah. Do you remember like a few years ago all those protests? That was the yellow jackets or the high remember lads going around high protesting and then is Yeah. Yeah. Like all of that kind of grew from there and all those people were sharing this community company like and it's a load of bollocks really. Why like? I don't know. Just, and sure English England have their own ones there and I remember like it's real like kinda of, it looks high budget but it's really nice, just like a green scheme like behind a lad and a lad wearing a suit and he was doing this during COVID and he was interviewing some uh carpenter and uh he was. He had him online, there, uh, like on on the show, and he was saying, "I was like, I'm not sure what they're talking about sustainable sustainable practice and stuff." And your man tried to say that um, concrete was sustainable because you could reproduce it, like, and like your man was giving out to this carpenter saying, "Sure, you use wood, you chop down wood." It's like, yes, but wood regenerates. Concrete doesn't regenerate. Like, mm. and he, your man com- like completely uh, like owned him basically, mm. and he just. Uh, end of the call like come off like so yeah and there's all this bollocks right wing stuff so. and they have the what's it was it the 12th of July they do the burnt Bonf- bonfires, bonfires up in yeah up in the north yeah to see the size of it to see the picture of it yeah. it's like it looks like a, a big mosque or something like a big temple yeah and they go and burn that yeah so like the amount of times like you see like everyone falling down very close to houses and actually sometimes it does fucking hit the houses like but they're fucking huge. Uh, I was going through on my TikTok and stuff and reading comments. Like someone was like, "I'm Irish, but fucking fair play to these lads because you must have some structural engineers there building that thing." Because like, like the size it can get to, like you need a lot of planning goes into that. So it doesn't like before you fucking light it, like it has to fucking they're gonna topple over. Like it's actually, hardly legal, is it? it? It is legal. They're allowed to do it. Like, really? Yeah, it's part of their cultural cultural right. Yeah, it's the same thing with the orange marches and stuff. They're allowed to do it because they can do whatever. Uh, like, what does it represent? I'm not 100% sure now. Um, the burning of Catholics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. They like have <clears throat> they have fucking Irish flags all over. They have all the political uh, posters on it, and I've seen one like now. Now they're starting to put Scottish flags on it as well for some reason as well. So burning Scotland. Scotland want to leave. Yeah, not sure. Do you know who I blame? I blame Frank McCourt. Frank McCourt. Frank McCourt is peddling lies, <laughs> and Theresa Carmody is a made-up name. Yes. So I went and watched more Pat Kenny videos after that because I, I couldn't remember what ones I was talking about last week. So here we have Pat Kenny heckled and attacked live on Late Late Show. Buffering. <laughs> you should have shaved before you did that, Brendan. <laughs> How are you? You're a censor. 
How dare you? Uh, what? Gayburn and you are um, you're unstoppable assholes. You assholes. Thank you very much. You piece of shit. Would you like to leave? <laughs> And that was so that what happened there was Pat Kenny just kissed Brendan O'Connor and then they sat down. A man in a brown leather jacket just came on and stood over Pat. Yeah, I remember seeing that video before. Just like, oh, he calls him an arsehole and Pat's like, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pat. And here is Pat. Uh, you know these figures that are trapped. So during the boom, Pat is here talking to a lady about uh, housing prices and he's about to get called out on it. That relatively few taxpayers pay uh, almost a half of, of the yes, total income tax. Yes, yes. So in order to get the kind of money that Jack's talking about, you have to actually drag in more people into the net. And you're saying that the people earning 75 grand, say, in a household of two working people, that they would have to be paying super tax effectively. That's right. That's Jack. That's yeah, well, well let, let's look at it more closely uh, because the, there are parliamentary questions on the record in relation to this. Uh, if you re remove the, the threshold, the PRSI threshold, that generates uh, uh, about 120 million. If you put on a 50% uh, rate for people over 100,000, that would generate just uh, uh, above 500 million uh, from memory. And that's without touching uh, uh, any of the allowances that were listed uh, by the Commission on Taxation. Uh, where wealthy people can hide their wealth. And that's uh, without suggesting that we do anything about a reasonable level of tax on second or multiple homes or trophy houses uh, or anything what, what, else. What's a trophy house, by the way? Uh, a house like yours, probably, I'd say. Uh, probably. Yeah, okay, if you want to talk, Percy, I built my house in 1988. Like, wh why is that a trophy house? No, well, I think... On, I, don't, I don't want that, this kind of crap coming out. Mm. I, I, I think okay. that uh, the, 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 kind of, the kind of house that... Uh, uh, w w would be a large, high, 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 uh, high-profile type of house, and uh, I'm sorry if I offended you. I didn't mean to give offence at all. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the the thing about it is, 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 is that it's it's it's, it's reasonable. There you go. There we go. Trophy house. Pat. Pat is a trophy husband. Yes. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen the one where Pat Kenny uh, gives out uh, tickets to the toy show? No, I don't think so. Oh, we may we may list this. This has become the Pat Kenny show. Competition. Oh, I think I have. This is great, Jack. Yeah. And this is for the weekend in Dublin. Two tickets for the toy show and 10,000 worth of shopping. It's ringing. Let's hope they're home. Hello, may I speak to Barbara, please? Speaking. Um, what's your second name? Stevie. That's the name I have in front of me. And I can hear my own voice echoing back through your television set. So you know who this is? I do. And what is the answer to our question? Uh, Roald Dahl. And Roald Dahl is correct. you know what this means? Uh, yes. <laughs> You'll be picked up. In no. It's a Cork number. Yes. A Cork City? Yes. All right. If they tortured her, I could, they couldn't get anything out of this woman. There's no question about it. Barbara, who are you going to bring to the toy show next week? Oh, I I'm not particularly interested. <laughs> Hang on a second, Barbara. Wait a second. Hang on. Just a sec now. There's the tickets to the toy show, right? You can yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're gone. Um, so you don't want to come to the toy show? No, thank you. All right, so you want the 10 grand? Please. <laughs> well, there you are. I think I'll give up this job. Anyway, you won fair and square. You were picked out. Thank but, you so uh, much. There's the toy show tickets. Anyway, sure, I'll give them to someone who appreciates it. Thank Barbara, you. congratulations on the 10 grand. Enjoy it. Thank and, you. Um, We'll pick you up, we'll bring you up, but we won't bring you to the toy show. Lovely. All the best. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Ah, poor Pat. It reminds me of the woman who won the BMW convertible many years ago. And I said to her, what do you drive at the moment? She says, I don't drive. Oh, you don't have a car at the moment. Well, what's the last car that you did drive? And she said, I never drove. And I said, why did you enter the competition for the BMW? And she said, because I never win. <laughs> There's not as queer as folk. That's all I can say. Look, that's all we have for you uh, this week. I hope you'll join me for my There's not as queer as folk, says yeah. Pat Kenny. He wasn't taking any shit that night. No, Pat is. I, God love him, like. Yeah, I love how, like, like even that's why I got mid 2000s and Pat still had to die, have the like a uh, fucking phone in front of him and dial him up himself like I wasn't like Ryan in the background like just have it there like yeah like he had like landline phone right in front of him and like had his fucking hand up to his ear and everything going on like it was great and he had the tickets in front of him yeah. for some reason as well yeah it's like he was hardly going to deliver them that night like she was <laughs> down she was in fucking Cork and then he just takes my out pocket imagine that's how tight budgets were back then the Pat had to go and deliver yeah. the tickets <laughs> I had to go fucking on his way to like on his way to the late late toy show he had to go down to Cork and bring her up like that's what we had to do with the hats. Michael delivered the hats to people who bought them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking great. It's like the Michael Michael Scott paper company and he had the fucking like Chinese uh, church library van, wasn't he? He was delivering out his own uh, boxes of paper. Was he? Yeah. I was all, I've only counted, that came to mind because I was only re-watching The Office now again. Oh, yeah? For like 20 at time, so. <laughs> yes. So, right, so moving swiftly on. Yeah. Uh, Alright, yeah, so we have another news story that I sent in to you and Michael there yesterday. Mm. Uh, and I'll just get the screenshot over here. Um, Leech from man aiming to resurrect ancient art of stick fighting. And the picture of this is something to behold. I'll, I'll put it in on a video, but I'll just hold it here as well. <laughs> he absolutely fucking laced him. Your man is sideways. <laughs> and like, I just love how he's like... Your man's face. Yeah, as well. it's fucking brilliant. So, a former uh, prison officer from County Leitrim. No wonder he likes stick fighting. Uh, has vowed to resurrect the almost forgotten Irish practice of stick fighting. According to its practitioners, uh, not, that's an Irish word, goes back to hundreds of years in Ireland, but due to the famine and British interference, it nearly disappeared. It involves two people using sticks or shillelagh, typically made from black torn wood and about four feet long. Uh, we are great, uh, this is a quote, we are a great warrior nation and this taps into it, said Bernard Leedy who discovered bait, or oh, I'm not even going to butcher that Irish pronunciation, around 10 years ago and now hopes to bring it back to a wider audience. Four foot long of a stick. And they just bait each other with it. Yeah, it must do. I don't know if there's rounds or it's kind of like boxing or something, but a four foot long stick could do some damage. Yeah. Well, see, that's basically Junior B. Harlan, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. This man was also a prison officer, so I'd say, like, he's a bit mental. I'd oh, say, yeah. like, they discovered this in prison, or maybe the sport started in prison. They probably did, yeah. <laughs> like, the prison officers we know, what they would do fucking <laughs> a lot of damage with a stick. Yeah. Not fighting. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's your man, like, if you just look up the photo or you get the photo there, yeah, I put up on, I put man, on I would not be surprised if he completely invented this sport. Yeah. If this is just something he made up, he went to bait a lad with a stick one night and he said, I was playing a game. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, fucking loves it. Yeah. So I actually, and there's not, I have a recommendation for a Twitter page. It's yeah. purely, uh, poorly translated shirts. Oh, yeah. And I sent this to him yesterday. He's like, he offered, offered her, offered her is one word, he offered her the world and there's a K in there somewhere. <laughs> she said she have her own. So yeah. that's advice to all men there. It's like, yeah. You offer her the world, she have her own. Or? She have her own. Yeah. There you go. There was um, uh, also a big news. Uh, Matty McGrath doesn't do his own washing. 
Matty McGrath. Matty McGrath spoke in uh, Parliament yesterday. Oh yes, your man. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, he had to rectify himself that, or uh, to just clear his name that say that he did know how to do the washing, and he went on to explain how he knew how to do the washing because he knew what does and so forth <laughs> were, but he didn't know which one they used in his house at the minute or what the popular brand at the time was. I don't know. <laughs> he spent about, I'd say at least ninety seconds, two minutes yeah. talking about washing detergent. It just didn't make sense. I, I didn't know the context of it. I, I don't know. There's so, like some politicians that are in the, in the doll, like you'd wonder, like they only got there because like everyone in the local community loved them and it's like, Jay-Z might be well. And it's like, just go up there and shout and you don't really talk nonsense. Like, but that's what it is. Like, it's all a fucking facade. It's yeah. just all through the week. That's, sorry about Pat. Now, this reminds me of uh, another incident that started in, or that happened in our parliament. Uh, I just want to pull it up here. So, I respected your sincerity. I'd ask you to respect mine. Mm. Well, all due respect in the most unparliamentary language, fuck you, Deputy Stag. Fuck you. I apologize now for my use of unparliamentary language. That is most unparliamentary language. It is most unparliamentary language. I now, I now withdraw it and apologize for it. But I'm outraged that someone dares question my sincerity on this issue. I don't like what has to be done, but I'm going to take the responsibility and get it on the chin and get the unpopularity and lose my seat because it's the only thing we can do to get this country out of the state we're in. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that. And you respect my view. I didn't cause the economic mess. I didn't take money from developers. This is literally a two-year-old. Yeah. Like, a two-year-old would have this kind of body language and this kind of shouting. Like, I actually can't even see Avian doing that. Like no, no. Like Irish politics at the best times is a fucking shit show. But then, like you do get these absolute great moments of comedy. Like especially when you see uh, Mick Wallace over in Brussels. There having a great time. Like he's there with his sleeves. He's either has his sleeves rolled up and his hair flowing in the wind, and or he's wearing like a pink polo shirt or like he's wearing his. Wexford Dudes jerseys, or he's wearing the uh, Torino jerseys because he likes the man likes pink. But yeah, he was there talking about uh, if wasn't it something about like the Americans? Americans aren't a democracy and stuff like that. And that like there, if if any other nation was doing this, we'd be talking about and discussing like the stuff that Americans are doing. And like I was just reading the comments, and like Americans were agreeing with him, agreeing with Mick Wallace. And it's like, do people that don't know Mick Wallace actually see this man in Parliament? I think. Yes, this man knows what he's talking about. Mm. Like, yeah, it that is. He'd be like he'd fit in well in America, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, well, Boris, like, it's getting shared a lot these days. Like the whole story of Boris Johnson's life, basically how he started from when he was like young yeah. to like where, how he got to there now. Right. It's only about I think it's about like five or seven minutes long. If anyone has to see it, go watch it because you really wonder how the fuck this man was one of the most powerful people in in the world. Really, like he had one of the highest posi political positions in the world. <clears throat> he was raised from a young age to be a fucking arrogant politician, like, and the amount of scandals in his life, he was kicked out of that party a few times and somehow became the fucking leader of it. Like, how, do, how does that happen? Now, what is, uh, so here's some fun facts about Boris Johnson. Yes. Uh, number one, his first name is Alexander. 
Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Boris Johnson was born Alexander Boris de Piffel Johnson in New of New York City. He was born in 1964. His father was English, so he has a British and American passport. He moved back when he was five. Uh, he gave up his American citizenship in 2017. If Johnson didn't surrender his U.S. citizenship, he could have campaigned for election in the U.S. presidential race after serving out his term as prime minister. He was a journalist before he became a member of parliament. He's accident prone. So Boris Johnson is a strong advocate for physical activity and exercise. He likes to jog and cycle around the city. He also has an avid rugby fan, and which ties him well with his competitive and brash nature. As a foreign secretary, Johnson found himself in hot water after knocking down a 10-year-old boy during a rugby match in Japan. Did you ever see the, the, the soccer? The soccer aid, yeah, and he fucking pummels some lad. I'm not sure who it is. Absolutely now. smashes him with yeah. a double leg fucking tackle. Yeah, he's just he, like he's literally stumbling for 10 whole metres and then fucking wax him. <laughs> yeah. But like, and then his dad was on I'm a celebrity as well. Was he? Yeah, his dad was on I'm a celebrity a few years back, yeah. I think <laughs> when he was mayor of London or when they were like somewhere around that. Yeah, it was probably like eight years ago, maybe he was on I'm a celebrity. His dad is as like stupid as him, really. Really? Have you seen the the video where he talks about his hobbies? And uh, Boris starts to talk about his hobbies. Uh, he's being interviewed mm. and uh, someone asks him what he likes to do in his downtime. Yeah. And, Someone, maybe it's Michael. <laughs> Michael being liberal. So uh, while Shane answers the door, I'm just going to play this video of Boris Johnson talking about his yeah. hobbies. Ad ends. Who was there? Uh, it says DP, DPD is for ma'am. The DPD man is here yes. for ma'am. <laughs> He's taking her away. <laughs> yeah, for Sabine, sending her off. So here's Boris. I, well, I like to. What do you do to relax? What do you do to switch off? Uh, I, I, well, I like to paint, um, or I make things. I like to... What do you make? I make... I have a thing where I make models of... I mean, when I was in like, well, Mayor of London, we build a beautiful... I make buses. You make models of buses? I make models of buses. So they're going to be in the industry. So, so what I do... No, what I do make models of buses, what I, I make is... I get, I get old, um, I don't know, wooden crates. Yeah. Right. And then I paint them, and they and they have two. two I suppose it's a white. It's a box that's been used to contain two two wine bottles, right? Right. And it will have a, 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 a dividing thing. Yeah. And I turn it into a bus, and I so I put, I put passengers. You really want to know this? You're making, you're you're making buses. Yeah, you're I making cardboard buses. Okay, that's what you do to enjoy yourself. I paint, no, I paint no. the passengers. The enjoying themselves. Okay, great. On the wonderful bus. Great. <laughs> on the wonderful bus. <laughs> yeah, I think he was put so on the spot there that he's like, what do smart people do? <laughs> they, they, they create things. And then the first thing in the head, his head was model, model buses. A like, bus drove past. Yeah, a bus <laughs> drove by, yeah. Yeah. Yes, so I have come up with a game. Mm, okay. All right, this is overrated or underrated. It's just a few questions. Mm. And you can also say if this is perfectly rated. Mm. Love Island. Love Island yes. is overrated. In my opinion, I watched fuck all of it. Yeah. It's on sometimes in the background. Like I'll get home from training or work or something. Breeding the baby will be watching it. Yeah. And I just stand in the way and talk <laughs> over it. Yeah. Yeah. No, see, I'm, I've only started watching it. I think it was last like, 
three seasons of it. Mm. But like, I, I just fucking love the drama. Really? I love this shit You're show. You're into it this year? Yeah, I think it's perfectly right because I think some like it is massive. It takes over all social media. Like Twitter is. When, like when it's nine o'clock, like every night of the week, by fucking Saturday when it's not, Twitter is just pumping. Like every two seconds, you can refresh it, and there's a tweet about literally what happened two seconds ago. There's people like nonstop talking about it. Yeah. But like, there's also people that are fucking like, oh, I love violence, shit, like that. Fucking, it's like, uh, what's it called? It's like just shit TV. Like it's just, why would you bother watching it? I think people just haven't actually. If people that said that tried to watch it, it's like they actually would find some fucking entertainment out of it because it's just reality TV and just there is just something uh, like in human nature that you just love to watch other people and love that kind of... But it's like, here's, you're into it, a lot of people are into it and like I know people who are like, they're very intelligent people, they're not like, they know this is shite, yeah. they, they still love it, like they, they say, I can't wait until nine o'clock, I get my tea, I get my blanket and Love Island is on and I get to fucking zone out and I'm 100% invested in this. Yeah. But like, from an outside perspective, when I come in and I look at it and I just see these people that have known each other for three weeks talking about their connection and how much they're heartbroken and this is like I'm devastated and two weeks down the drain for nothing yeah. and like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, like my baby was born on the day it started. Yeah. So I was like, the baby was born and she was beside me and I was looking up the screen and I was looking down at her and I was like, this is such fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like that is not real life at all. This is it's just such shite. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Some people don't separate it from reality. Yes. Like they don't separate it from like they try to take the situations that are going on in there and it's like, if this happened in the real world, but like it think like I know it is like it if <laughs> there's nothing bigger going on in my world at the moment that I need to <laughs> do that. So you obviously have a little baby that yeah. you have to take care of, but I have nothing so I can I can just zone out and watch this. But like um yeah, like people try to rationale, like if this is happening on the outside world, but it's not happening outside world, it's in there. These people are deprived from all social interaction out with the outside world. Mm. They are told what to do, they're nearly told what to say most times, mm. and they're put into these situations. So like, it is a game, it's nearly like a game show. Like they are all at the end, like what I say, like they should be at the end, like I could win 50,000 pounds. Yeah. So they have to think, right, I have to find someone that is so well matched for me that I'm gonna win this. Well at the same time they're thinking, I'm giving free license to be as horny as I want. <laughs> so like uh, that's that's what happens. Like they went into the castle more there and some people that are in strong relationships were like, oh, I'm just gonna test it out by mm -hmm. fucking kissing someone. Mm -hmm. And then like people are saying like um this is what happens on lads' holidays. It's like, no. It's like they are put into a house with very good looking people and they are told you can flirt as much as you want with this person and you yeah like you, you don't go on like a lad's holiday and it's like yes i'm going i'm going to uh, find love in my life and like but i need to test i, I have i have a girlfriend at home but i need to test myself out and uh, out and <laughs> see if him. i really like my girlfriend at home that i've been with for five years i'm yeah. just going to see if i actually like or maybe i like this one better uh, yeah no, i've never met before better yeah. Yeah. Like you, you don't go home and then Laura Whitmore shows up in your house and says <laughs> yeah. you should do you choose your own girlfriend or your new girlfriend. It's yeah. like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but yeah, you're exactly right. Like, and that's some people I think, especially younger people, think that that's how relationships work, and then they live out what they see on screen in their own lives, and it just they have, have no idea how to form actual relationships or connections with people yeah. because they think that that's how it is because that's what they've seen on telly. Yeah, and like I remember when I was like say seventeen, eighteen, like Geordie Shore was big. And people were like, somehow half a Gory developed nuclear, nuclear, Newcastle accents. Yeah. And like they were talking about getting on it and getting mortal. Like, yeah. where did these yeah. words come from? And it was like oh, this whole fucking thing of like, 
pre-drinking and then going out and then arguments and like it, that's regular and that yeah. will happen but like they're doing it in the context of what they see in the show because they want to live a life like what they see on the show but it's just not reality yeah it's like majority of it is like fucking fabricated like yeah 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 there definitely is elements of that like for people that are watching they're like probably 17 18 probably think oh that is how a relationship works like if you you can literally move on from fucking one person to the next if you just like if you want, it's just like it's and it's just normal. Yeah, and it's entertainment. So if yeah. I go and do all these things, and you know, it'll be entertaining. If I yeah. go and like shift her best friend, and then yeah. see what happens with her, and then my friend, and then like, oh, this will be some crack. Like it's yeah. fucking not. It's actually really fucking shit. Yeah, and it will fuck up your life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like yeah, all those kind of terms that come from those really popular TV shows. Like yeah, even you see people like saying like uh, probably was fucking already a big thing. Like vibes and connections vibes, yeah. and. Yeah, all that shit. Like, yeah, even with Geordie Shore was there getting on it, like a car bonnet. Yeah. Nice. Like, fuck yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, pe- like, uh, like ones in Geordie Shore having their hair dyed red, and so, like, people in Gore would have their hair dyed yeah. red. Yeah. So, like, yeah, all that kind of shit. Like, and everyone following what, like, fucking ga- Gaz was wearing, like, those, uh, I remember, it was, like, all those, like, new looker H&M tops with, like, the fucking V-neck and all yeah. that. And, yeah. No, thanks. No, reality TV is not uh, reality. Yeah. But like, oh yeah, I'm hugely invested in 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. I love it. I still haven't got around to watching it. I think it's just because it's not as accessible. Like, what do you watch it on? Discovery Plus. Yeah. We get it on Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus is great for reality TV, by the way. Like, yeah. different reality TVs. Like, there's Love After Lockup we watched for a while, which is like people that are like in relationships with people that are on like, say, 20 year prison sentences. And they've been like seeing each other, sending uh, <laughs> letters and stuff. And then they come out and they try to be together. Uh, or there's like, uh, what's it called Amish it's not Amish paradise I always call it Amish paradise but it's about Amish people and like they leave the Amish community and go and live in New York for mm-hmm. like a, a month and see how they get on it's very interesting but uh, yeah 90 Day Fiance that's that's my thing yeah it's mad how that like, uh, like who fucking comes up with that shit like it's just so fucking American that like oh let's make a reality TV show with fucking people that fall in love with prisoners for some whatever fucking reason yeah like uh, yeah and then like you wonder how like Amish people like how their families like yeah TV yes, yes oh they're not that's oh, the whole thing okay. oh they like banish them. Yeah, they, Amish. they shun them oh like, okay. the families shun them when they leave so apparently in the Amish community like if you're Amish you get this chance to leave when you're like you come of age you can leave and try, like live in society for a while and then choose to come oh, back okay. or not but if you don't come back, you're shunned. Your family will never talk to you again. Yeah. Yeah. And Amish people call, like, all people who aren't Amish English. English? Yeah. Okay. So in America, they even call the Ameri- all the Americans are English people. Right. They're Amish. And, like, every- like, electricity is English. Like, phones are English. TVs are English. You wear English clothes if you don't wear the Amish garbs. So, so yeah. So, like, they nearly use... English for like the things they don't like or disagree with. Basically, yeah, so, like and English people are like destined for hell or like shunned or whatever. Ah, so they're closer to the Irish people than we think. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses. There's a, a documentary I watched on that. They are fucking like next level. If you become a Jehovah's Witness or whatever, like the amount of abuse that goes on in the Jehovah communities, it's like it's like worse than the FLDS. Really? Yeah, oh, way worse. Like, and they actually believe that the same basically that the world is there's going to be like an invasion or a reckoning or like a judgment day and only the Jehovah's Witnesses are going to survive so that's why they come to your door so if you're interested you can be saved and you can join the Jehovah's Witnesses fuck and there's like tears to it and all as well Jesus didn't know that yeah because I remember only recently 
uh, Roshan was talking about, like, asked me, like, did Jehovah's Witness ever show up to our door? I was like, not that I know, I've never seen anyone. They definitely did when yeah. we were younger, anyway. Yeah, apparently, like, Roshan, like, they call in, they still call in around, like, Roshans and stuff, like, and knocking on the doors, like, it's just, yeah. I'd say that if uh, someone, an Amish person, or, like, you know, an Amish, um, <laughs> Fucking Jehovah's Witness. Witness turned up and had a chat with Frico. Like they fucking, <laughs> they love it. Frico, <laughs> Frico love it. I'll tell you about Jesus. Yeah, uh, it'd be great if one showed up while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> come on in, sit down. Tell <laughs> we're in. Welcome to Jehovah's Tuesdays. Yes. Uh, yes. Right. What's the... yeah? So this started from Love Island. Love Island. Uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Uh, underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is as well. I don't think much people, like not much people around that we know anyway would watch it, but I've been watching it like I usually do watch it and get great entertainment out of it. I think it's really fucking, it's really cool, especially now that uh, your man Kyrgios is down in the pot a bit. Like he's fucking... What's going on there? It, like he's just... He's taller. And he's tall enough, yeah. He's like one of the biggest servers in tennis at the moment Like, and he's just... He's mouting at fucking everyone and he fucking oh, yeah, yeah. to the referees. He's just like a new John McEnroe, really. Yeah. Like, really. like he commentates on everything. And uh, he doesn't have a tennis, like, you know, the way all these tennis lads have coaches there sitting on the sideline. Like, yeah. he, he, he doesn't have one. And then they're asking, uh, they're saying, I think they're asking him after the last one, it's like, uh, it's like, I couldn't put that burden on someone. <laughs> and like, someone, again, is like, fair fucks them. But yeah, like, it's, it's great. Like, some people love him, some people hate him. Like, and it's just, it brings more of a fucking pers- personality to tennis. Like, anything. Kind of so, McGregor factor, yeah, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's great now. So now, uh, Jokovic will be playing uh, Kyrgyz in the final, which should be very, very good. Was it you told me they're training dogs to do the ball boy? No, I've seen that somewhere. I don't know, was it just for, I don't think it's for a whole thing. I think it might just be for like a special chat. Oh, right. I don't, I don't know. I, I actually didn't read into it. I think I did see that. But, that um, could go horribly wrong. Yeah. Like, imagine someone, imagine, like, you know the way, like the ball boys get blasted a bit of fucking tennis ball. Like, imagine a dog gets that, like the whole crowd would fucking cry. Because yeah. it's that thing, it's like if a, do- if a human dies on TV, like people are probably happy. And then if the dog dies, it's like all floods of tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we doing uh, we put the baby down to sleep last night and Breed like rolled over and said to me uh, I'm never going to get to relax again <laughs> and I thought she said we're never going to get to see Baxter again <laughs> was like, what <laughs> and I told her and she's like yeah that too <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Baxter R.I.P. Baxter yeah so next is let's stick on the team of Wimbledon strawberries strawberries are Overrated, yeah. I think. People make a huge deal out of them. Yeah, especially when Greensbury Farm opens up during the summer, and like that little, the little shop there, and uh, at the roundabout, and it's just packed. So, like, yeah. if it's sunny on a, it's if it's sunny weekend, it's just can't get a parking space there, and it's just mental. Like, I do like strawberries. I used to fucking hate them. I remember the first time I tried a strawberry, I was like, well, the first time I fucking remember I tried a strawberry, I was like eight or nine, and yeah. I remember running outside and spitting out on the ground. <laughs> I fully remember that because I thought the texture was just like. Yeah, I fucking hate it. But now I like strawberries, but there is that kind of there. Like you see all those uh, little huts. Yeah. On the Wexford Road. Remember when they didn't ha- didn't have the main road and you just had to go through Camol and Ferns all the way down. Yeah, to, yeah. All yeah. the way down through Wexford, like, and there there be one every fucking ten kilometers. Mm. Those little huts. I was like, how are they making money? Yeah. <laughs> there was one on the way to Donegal in like Cavan. Yeah, yeah I remember driving past that. Like Wexford strawberries. It's like yeah. Why like? Yeah. They're only fucking strawberries. Yeah. Like you can buy them all year in, in little yeah. in the frozen part. Yeah. I would say though, I think Greensbury farms are the nicest that I tried. Like if you get them, if you just get the ones out of pets and uh, like um, Tesco, you definitely do taste the difference. They're not as sweet and everything. But yeah. 
But yeah, no, they are they are overrated. And people feel like they post their picture of their punnet on Instagram, yeah. and they're fucking expensive as well. Tenner or a punnet uh, or something? Is yeah. that a small punnet? Is it like a tenner? Something like that. I think yeah, yeah, I think there's like there's different sizes or whatever. But yeah, I like guess they're fucking not cheap. Claire's buying sell the people are giving out about the price of strawberries. Are they? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I see. Sorry, Claire's buy and sell. Someone posted a picture of a dead cat on the side of the road last week. Oh yeah, like what does anyone fuck? own this cat? Like, are, they, are you selling the cat on this yeah. buy and sell page? What the fuck? Like, uh, it's it's really just a community notice board. Like, it's not a fucking buy and sell group. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a weird dream. I think it was last night. Um, I've been died for. I only remembered it uh, when it's coming home because like you know those dreams you have. And it's like, was that a dream or did that actually happen? As you don't, you can't tell. It was um someone on telly was mentioning Claire's buy and sell, and it's like I don't know, was it like the late late show or? And uh, one of those RT shows, talk shows, and like someone has mentioned Claire's Buy and Sell, and I remember watching it, and it's like, geez, Claire's Buy and Sell is fucking a lot bigger than I thought. But like, there is whatever thousands of people in that group. Like just 10,000 or something. Yeah, it's mental. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing uh, some TikTok about the strawberry cream at Wimbledon, and it's depressing. Mm, it's really? literally, it's fucking, it's not like a load of whipped cream, and it's literally strawberries. We're glazing of like shitty little cream. It's pretty just, cream. Yeah, and probably yeah. like fucking tenors. That's probably more than the fucking tenors. You get like five strawberries. Yeah. Um, large yeah. bottles. Large bottles are underrated yeah. in the summer. You see, lads give out about it, like, oh, I can't drink cider or yeah. whatever. Get over it and just yeah. fucking drink oh, the yeah. cider. Like, they're, yeah, I think they're underrated as well. Like, there's not a nicer, especially when you're hungover and it's hot yeah. in the summer. And it's like, there's nothing better to cure you than a large bottle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had this argument there a while ago at the start of some of my friends, and some of them were saying, like, oh, you only drink cider when you're fucking 18. Like, get a, get a pint of fucking whatever Heineken. And just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was the opposite. I started drinking cider when I got older. Yeah. But I do find, I think my headaches are worse the next day with cider. Mm. I don't know, is yeah, that the sugar like, or something? Yeah, the sugar crash. But yeah, big thing now that I only like gone in the last like year or two is like Copperberg. Mm. Copperberg's class. Yeah. Copperberg strawberry and lime is very nice. And I don't care if it's girly. Yeah. It's who cares? Yeah. It tastes like, class. Yeah. Yes, and then sticking on the team of drink. Yeah. Malibu and red. Malibu and red, yes. Yes. Underrated. Yeah, you got me onto this now a few months ago yeah. and it's fucking savage. So if you want to explain to people what it tastes like. Yeah, it's like uh is it the fizzy cola lollipops you used to get? They were like orange and they had a picture of like the sun with sunglasses, yeah. I think was the logo. Ina used to have my great yeah. auntie down in her. House. Always get it, yeah. Very good uh, tweets. But Malibu and Red uh, came to me from James Flood a few years ago. He got me onto them. And they also like don't have that much alcohol. Mm. So you're not that hungover the next day. Yeah. Like Drinking shorts is class, but like, there's so shorts are short for a reason. There's very little in it, and when you're drinking and standing around, you you just keep drinking. And then like, if you're drinking whiskey or something, like you could drink fucking eight whiskeys, yeah, not realizing how much you've drank. But Malibu is like, you can kind of sip away and not get that fucking twisted, yeah, and be okay, half okay the next day. Yeah, uh, I worked at the VIP Fashion Awards in the Marker Hotel once uh, as a barman, and Martin King drank Malibu and Red. Remember Martin King? He presents the six o'clock show. Yes. Yeah, he was drinking Malibu and Red. And I was going to a little nod when I give it to him. <laughs> yes, so then we're moving on to festivals. Festivals are <sighs> overrated. Overrated. Yeah. See, I, I think they're perfectly rated. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say vastly overrated. Yeah. So I just came there because um, obviously I went along with you last week and that was grand, like, but like you need that kind of camping element. I think that's a big. 
uh, like a big hit to those kind of like just one day festivals where you can you have to travel and all that shit. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, like the single there's no camping. But uh, I've seen saw a video of uh, Glastonbury from above. Like I think there was a hot air balloon, someone was up right above Glastonbury. Yeah. It's fucking mental. Mm. It's I think people said it was the size of Bristol or something like Fuck that. The size hell. of a city, like Jesus. Um, I think two two hundred thousand people. I think that's just tickets. There's that. That's not including like acts. Yeah, workers, like food vendors, yeah. all that. Like it's fucking mental. Jesus. It it takes up some fucking size. Um, and I think I think EP was I think the first year I went there was like fifty and then it increased like fifty five or something. Now I think it was for twenty twenty it was supposed to be seventy. Yeah. But I'm not like obviously it's been cancelled last year, so I don't know what the size of it is this year. But yeah, I'll be going this year, so Jesus. I'll report back. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, like Festivals are great and all, but it's it's good they're only like uh, a couple of weekends out of the year. You couldn't fucking do it. Like it's just the four. Like uh, for the last year's EP and going this year, I get the early pass so you can go on a Thursday, get get in early, like uh, put your tent down and like and go where you want. Like there's no real Friday morning rush to get in and find the space. Yeah, but yeah, like. It's just disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah. Like no showers really. Yeah. By the last day, you're just fucking broke up. Yeah. Like I remember, I had to go for a shower on Saturday. I was I smelled so bad. Because <laughs> you do so much walking, you could you, uh, never actually check my steps, but you probably do about thirty thousand steps. Like yeah, and you wouldn't if I, you're just too drunk to fucking know. Like you know, you should, I said I'm to accept you doing glass, maybe would be stupid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you're just you're sweaty, you're mucky, you're fucking Sleep everything on the ground. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Yeah, that's why I brought fucking last year. I went to brought a fucking blow up uh, mattress. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna get like it's just me and Roshan in the tent, so I think we're gonna get a fucking four man pop up one, so like you can actually have a bit of space and have the fucking blow up mattress. Yeah, because it's fuck sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Remember first year I went, me and Uncle and shared uh, a two man tent. Oh Jesus! And, and like on the fucking floor, and there was just no room. Oh, in the fucking that's so gross. Yeah. You wake up in the morning yeah. as well. Oh. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving on, spicy food. Spicy food. Uh, I would say that is probably correctly rated because I'm not great on spicy food. I'd say mild spicy, like a korma from my street, is probably my level of spiciness. Yeah, I'm too white. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same. I think I think spicy food. Is, like in, in my group of friends, anyway, it's overrated. Mm. Like they just love spicy. Everything has to be spicy. Like all of it has to be spicy. All like they loved all the hot sauces, Frank's hot sauce and Ugh. everything. Like they put on, like all that shit. They put on their eggs and everything. I hate. I, I don't hate spicy food, but I don't see the point. I don't get any enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Like it just burns my mouth. It's yeah. like What flavor does burning enhance? Yeah. You don't want your mouth to be numb after food. Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. Like I, I mean, it was, this came to mind because Roshan uh, made food. Like uh, it was supposed to be. Uh, Honey chili chicken mm. the other night, and she put too much chili in it, and it's just like neither of us could finish it. It was just like we just had to throw the chicken out because it was just too just burned it out. It's like I don't get what enjoyment people get out of this. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I, I I'm very, we're both very white. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, so then chicken rolls, chicken rolls are overrated just because now chicken rolls are great. Mm. I eat them probably once a week. I'd say. Well, it's just the whole fucking thing that has become of chicken rolls. Yeah, and it's all down to the two johnnies. Down to the two johnnies, yeah. And uh, Apple Green or something actually lowered the prices for two johnnies, didn't they? Yeah, I think that's finished now. But yeah, it's four fifty. They were saying like that. Uh, anything over four fifty for like a plain chicken roll with like whatever two or three fillings uh, shouldn't be more than four fifty. And then, but like a lot of those Apple Greens don't have their own fucking deli. They have those yeah. Bakewell ones, and those are fucking expensive. And so they're gross. They're stupid. Like I remember I got a chicken roll and the. Uh, 
coins cross one, uh, coins cross half a green there, and it's mm. fucking like over six euro. Yeah, no, the yeah. best roll I do for SO or PH? Uh, at the moment, like I, at the moment, I like I like inch, and I just go to pets just because I like roaching a little beside pets. So, mm. but yeah, I don't really get. Uh, I only get chicken rolls when I'm hungover. Mm. And but pets, I, I changed my roll for my wrap for a wrap, and they have like it's like basically like a chicken burrito, chicken mm. chicken roll burrito is fucking savage. That's nice. Yeah. But I haven't got P and H now since school. Mm. People, yeah, my group of friends obviously have a big love for SO mm. uh, because we went there every day during school and mm. be, uh, always thought P and H is overrated. Mm. No, I'd be P and H now. P and H, yeah, will always be the best. Yes. Um, yeah, you see, there's some. I don't need. I don't. Don't need their chicken rolls or breakfast rolls. Like some, like uh, I think somewhere in Dublin, lad had to pay a tenner for. There's two two different separate places I've seen, and they're about max halls, and there's tenner for uh, but like it says on the weight of it it was 2 kg 2 kg <laughs> but I don't know if that's just them putting down 2 kg or if it actually weighed it and it came up 2 yeah. kg so it's like, a big chicken roll yeah but like doing rolls by weight probably isn't the fair assessment as a yeah. I don't know yeah so then uh, last question Michael Dwyer Michael Dwyer is underrated yeah Michael's very underrated I think I think from school like people didn't thought Michael's it's very like a like academically minded person that didn't have much fucking uh, crack about him, like yeah, yeah. But my, like Michael does surprise everyone that fucking he, that meet meets him, like that don't know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't, like no one gets how like a lot of people are like, how the fuck are you and Michael friends? Like they actually fucking work very well together. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like uh, Michael dresses with the shumpers and stuff. <laughs> I have the tattoos, but like a lot of Michael's um, humor is kind of unintentional as yeah. well. You know, like he doesn't realize he's being funny until after he's been funny. Like yeah. you know. Yeah, that's that's my favorite thing I'd say about him. I, I love when he fucking gets the like you when you're nearly teeing him up for those fucking sexual jokes and he doesn't get it. Yeah. Even when like last week when it was like <laughs> he was like saying it stopped and you were like, but it gets bigger. And he's like, yeah, 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 it, yeah it, it, does, it does actually. Yeah, and that uh, that I think the fav my favorite clip from uh, Paper Shoes was when Michael was like describing his holiday and you want doing the ta- like the. Booking.com hosting is like, and I explored her hole. I, I got into her hole. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking brilliant. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, he definitely is like, you You would think on paper, like he's very kind of like by the book and like yeah. stringent or whatever, but he's very like loose-minded, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's endless entertainment. Yeah, and then like, even when he goes, like obviously Michael doesn't drink and he goes out, Michael stay up till fucking four or five in the morning. Yeah. And the rest of he's drunk asleep. Yeah. Like, I have no idea how he does that. Like yeah. after... I could do it for maybe like if you're in the pub for an hour. Yeah, no, if I'm not drinking, I'd say it's just because he's used to it and like he knows how to fucking, like he's, he's always been sober whenever he's drunk. So, but like if you're if you're in a pub but not drinking and you have to drive or something, like there's no way you can spend more than an hour. It just gets too fucking bored. And I think you're more aware of your surroundings, like everyone else is fucking having a great time and all. You're just like, I wish I could drink and I can't drink. And that's just yeah. stuck in the head. So you can't actually have crack. Yeah, you're like, this person has told me this story three times now. Yeah, that's the worst thing. It's like, yeah, people become, when you're sober and people are drunk, drunk people are the most irritating thing. I remember what, that night we were in Blues. Remember it was like me, you, Flood, and Roisin, Connor. Yes. Uh, someone came over to Michael and me and we were talking and he just like leaned on the wall and started like telling the same story about how I think he, either, I think he was saying that he was the best Junior B hurler Gory had. <laughs> 
or Michael was the best junior B hurler Gory had and he just kept saying it over and over again and he was really intense and Michael was like listening to him and I was bursting my shite laughing like because uh, how drunk this man was and yeah. I was drunk as well yeah. and Michael was actually like listening to him trying to take it in like being very respectful and yeah. like, giving him his time like I don't know how he could do that yeah oh, it doesn't make sense <laughs> this is a patience of a saint patience of a saint right yeah so it is my uh, overrated and underrated or finished yeah uh, I have I had two ideas two like ideas last night i suppose or was it last night i think i sent you a snapchat it was like uh, there's only one love island and it belonged to jeffrey epstein yeah. <laughs> it was like these people went to an island for their honeymoon on 90 day fiance and uh, i told Breed we're not going to that one we're going to little saint james <clears throat> but another idea i had was uh, i don't know why that was an idea i had but this is uh a vt for that it's a spoiler alert mm. vt for um the christmas live show could be heels on wheels mobile mass so h-e-a-l-s on wheels mobile mass uh and then possibly recreate a night in the beacon for it to do that the beacon hotel remember i had a bouncy dance floor the one in court town everyone used to go to oh right years ago yeah had a bouncy dance floor uh, yeah apparently so the dance floor had springs on it what the fuck no health and safety back then yeah it's like a wwe ring yeah Okay, lads, I think we have to go and play a hurling match yes. against Cushionstown. Third round, we've won two. Played two. Yes. Third, third one. On the next. All right, thank you and good night. Thank you and good night.